Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. And it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive over in Aurora. Kurt Rogers is going to hang around a little bit with us as well from Affordable Interest Mortgage. If you've got a question for Kurt, by the way, feel free to call 303-477-5600. Question of the day, what is the ugliest or best-looking new car Conrad sent in? VW Beetle, Mini Cooper, or the Cube? Uh, yeah, the Cube was not a good-looking yeah. car, period. Yeah. Mini Coopers, you got to either love them or hate them. I'm not a personal fan favorite i know a lot of folks love them but that's not my favorite car and again the beetle is kind of the same deal either you love them or hate them the beetle to me has to be done right to look good and even then it's it's it is its own car it's its own unique version of of it's a niche it's an exactly it's it's sort of got its own cult following by the way john and cheyenne what's up sir all right question of the day every time i see the e-mustang I know that Steve McQueen's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> the Mach-E. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What well, and like I said earlier, I, I really, I, first of all, I don't know why they called it the Mustang. I'm not in Ford's marketing department, and I don't have any say in what they name cars and so on. I, I've yet to understand at times why car companies do what they do naming. I probably should even do that a question of the day you know what is the best named car i'll do that maybe down the road here a little bit i don't know if i've ever done that but i john i don't understand why you would ruin the mustang name by putting that name on on that car oh i don't either and the other night bullet was on and i watched that probably one of the best car chases ever filmed yeah Yeah, and a real mustang yeah and a real charger yeah there you go that that's what made it all right quick quick question on my 80 chevy 400 uh, I just pulled out the manual. Yes, I have a manual, and I was looking up the torque specs for the manifold bolts. I know you you laugh at me that I use a torque wrench. It's all right, <laughs> but it's old school, right? <laughs> um, that thing has it, it has two options. It says stainless steel and cast iron heads. Now, I've, the heads have never been off it, so I got to assume they were made with cast iron. Correct? Yes, the, oh, yeah. all those Chevys were cast iron. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And cast so, iron manifolds. And and they and from the factory had no gaskets. Okay, they were just well, made it up I from the factory back then. Yeah, they had a, no a gaskets. Gasket <laughs> yeah. yeah, you a can gasket buy gasket kits, gasket which is a good problem. idea because they they never worked well not having gaskets. Oh, the exhaust. Yeah, yeah the exhaust. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. intake. No exhaust. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, ten bucks for a set of exhaust manifold gaskets, John, is not a big spend when you're spending a couple of hundred for a new set of uh, for the new manifolds. You know. Mm-hmm. So that was my only question. Just want to say hi, Kurt. And you know, also, John, um, tip. And when we yeah. on those Chevys, because the manifolds tend to warp a little bit, they make the mm-hmm. high temp exhaust RTV. 
On those, it's not a bad idea to put a nice little skim coat on the outside of those manifold gaskets as you're installing them. A, it holds them in place. B, it does help seal them. Okay, well, it's too late because I already got it. Okay, for everyone else listening, if you do any of those, that's yeah. not. It's a, it's a nice little tip. It does help. Yeah, and this is my snowplow. It'll so be fine. Normally, um, you know, I'm blasting down the road just pushing snow with it, or I'm, and I always keep the window open because it seems like it gets too hot when you're sitting there pushing snow. You know what I mean. <laughs> You've yep. done it a few times, right? Right. No, it'll be, you'll, and you'll be hey, fine. Kurt, yeah, and just just to let you know, Kurt, I think you can recognize my voice. We spoke on the phone enough. The final couple of things that I was waiting on from uh, the all-in-one went perfectly smooth, and everything is good to go. Nice. So we want to hear. <laughs> so, good right. job, yeah, John. Uh, hey, Kurt, why I'm at? Why I got you on the phone? Quick question. I, I, I'm sure I could call North Point. If you want to use your all-in-one to like buy a car and just pay for it, can you? Is it just as easy to have them like wire a transfer right to the car dealer? Yeah, cost you twenty five bucks, yep. but yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you can okay. do that, or you can All write them right, a guys, check. A Either way, day. John, you can just write them a check too. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, I haven't got any checks yet, so I got to. Okay, order well, you can wire it then. Yeah. Yep. All right, you guys have a great day. Now, really, yeah. if it were me, I'd yeah. wire that to my personal account and then write the check. I'd still write a check. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's what I so would do. you'd write your own check. Yeah, I'd write a check, a and I'd just transfer the money over is what yeah. I'd do. Yeah. Okay. Not well, that I don't that, trust that, the, the dealers, but that's just what I would do. Just a little bit more in control. Yeah, just a little more, more in control more. on your end. Yeah, yeah it's not going, getting out there to less people. It's yes. going to your account, right. not to That's other what accounts. I would do. Yep. ABA right. numbers right. and yeah. routing numbers are not what That's right. That makes sense. Okay. They can just do a... They said they can just do a transfer and not even have to do. You just call. You can go above the twenty-five k limit. Yeah. Yes. You do have to. You have to uh, let them know you want to do it. They that's just right. verify it. But that's to that's to protect from theft on the account. Correct. Sure. That's a security. Measure. Right. Right. And good you know, question. And by the way, the other thing I was yeah. going to uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, now that you when you get that all in one, you kind of get some uh, title protection because. Nobody's going to be able to steal your title when you have that much debt That's right. technically owed on the That's house. That's right. Yeah, because what they look at so, is the total amount of that line of credit. Whether you've got it out or not doesn't matter. That's what they're looking at as a lien. That's, that's correct. Right. So yep. Great point, nobody's John. Nobody's going to try to steal your title when you've yes. got the 80% Great there. point. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. You bet, John. You Appreciate it. One other thing to remind everybody of as well, since it's your property and it is, in fact, a loan, None of that money is taxable. We always tend to forget that. That oh, if I took a hundred grand out of my taxable on that, no, it's 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 no. property you've you've just taken a loan on. It's it's like a reverse mortgage or anything else that you've pulled money out. There's there's no no income. No income. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not, not income. In, it's not taxable income. No, you've already paid taxes. On sure. It, so you, yeah. Yeah. They they can't come back. It's not taxable you income. And great question. And you know something. Just as a side note, when it comes to paying for cars, I. I am one. I'm not saying that I've never done it, but I'm very, very cautious when it comes to who I wire money to for the reasons Kurt just said. Wire fraud, believe it or not, is a big deal. Massive. Isn't it, Kurt? Especially Talk in the about mortgage that for a moment. Wire fraud in the mortgage industry, if you'll notice, anytime you're dealing with a title company, they always, at the bottom of the page, have big print. 
please make sure that you're, you're talking to the right person because people are able to get in there. That's the biggest fraud that's going on right now is, is wire transfers. That's right. Hmm. I, I avoid them if at all possible. And, in, and again, if you're going to wire to somebody, there's several steps. And Kurt, by the way, is your resource for that. Yep. If you've ever got a question on how to do that, call Kurt. He can walk you through that. But, yeah, there are several protections. And in the case of John a moment ago, the reason why I said go to your own bank is because you're in charge of all that. You know your bank. You know that bank. You're just wiring in between your accounts. That's yep. easy. And then I write a check to the dealership. I, I will... I would avoid writing, you know, wiring a dealership money. That's just my opinion. You could yeah. do a transfer. You could do a, actually, you could do a bill pay to your bank. You could do it that way also. It's just, and a, it's it, just a bill pay. That's right. And then once the Done. money's in your account, you go write a check to the dealership and call it good. And when you set up the North Point account, you set up all your other accounts, so it's already built in. Becomes very simple to do. Nice. So it's one place to focus everything on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, real quick, this goes along with drive radio. My wife just sent me this. New study shows that the most expensive vehicle to operate is a shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're at the grocery store. <laughs> Don't go hungry. <laughs> Good one. All right. Lines yeah. open 303-477-5600. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back. Drive radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio.
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive over in Aurora. Of course, you've heard Kurt Rogers talking as well. Gave us some great tips a moment ago on just wiring of money, whether that's to buy a car, a home, whatever the case may be. And, and, and I'll say this again. If you've got a question on that, yes, I'm a resource and I can help you as well. But Kurt really is the expert when it comes to this whole uh, wiring of money because he does this on a probably almost daily basis. You've got somebody that's wiring money doing something along those lines and wire fraud okay so let me ask you this kurt we got a second there's no lines are open i should say that 303-477-5600 give us a call we'll get you right on air in the meantime though kurt okay so how does the wire fraud work maybe explain that as to what happens with this end of things let's say you're closing loan and you're using a title company called land title okay land title has addresses and their information all that stuff is easy to find online Okay. So these companies will create that same web page thinking, that, and they'll tell you, we understand you're closing a loan. Now, they're not real specific on when. So you're, how do they know that? Because it's public knowledge that's being transmitted across the board. When the title company sends anything to the realtors or to us, that can be picked up on. So all you're going to do is tie into the, the, the title company's information because they're giving you everything, address of the property, Everything that you need to know is coming from the title company's normal communications okay. online. Then what they'll do is they'll change one or two digits. You won't read it in the in the website, and you'll and they'll say we need this and this, and we need it by this date. So here's where you can wire it. Send us, you know, give us your ABA, your routing number, and your account number. Once they got it, you're done. Oh. And now we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. People that are paying five, six, eight hundred thousand dollars cash, money doesn't make it. They believe they're doing it. So we're always on ours when we're going through that. If somebody says they want a wire, I say, okay, let me get in the middle of that and let me walk you through it. I, I, I just don't trust it anymore. So right. I'm in the, I'll get in the middle. I'll make sure the title company and I'll call them up and say, here it is. I won't send it. I'll call them. I'll talk to them. Makes sense. It's just Makes safer. Yeah, yeah, that, that, oh. 
Yeah, it's just scary. Lots yeah. of scams. Yeah. We've been through the scams. For a lot of you listening, there's cashier's check scams where somebody will bring you a cashier's check. It's not legit. It will look legit. Yep. I mean, you look at it, feel it, touch it, all that, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm good to go. I can give this car to the you know person that's buying it. Um, Unless yeah. you go to the bank with them. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're hammering that right at the bank, uh, it may not be legit. And now, one thing that I've not worried too much about, and this is where you can get a little dicey as well, getting money wired into you, that's a little different. If, if somebody's wiring you money and they wire it and you see it show up and all that, that's a little different situation. On the same token, you've got to be careful because you're still giving out your information. information. That's correct. And to me, I'm kind of a little bit old-fashioned. I'd rather do it you know, on the phone. Yes, a three-way because, call yeah, on the three phone. Call, yeah, put everybody. Okay, put everybody on the, everybody phone, on the same, same page. Okay, That's we're right. good. We're going to call my bank. We're going to walk through all of this. Et because anybody can hack your internet. Correct. Yeah. I mean, anybody can get hacked. Credit Correct. bureau companies were hacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Equifax was hacked not long Huge. ago. Huge. That's why most yes. people will lock their credit now, which I do not think is a bad idea. I need you to unlock it if I'm going to run your credit, but I don't think it's a bad idea to lock your credit. Okay, so, again, since we have a couple of minutes, you're talking about – because this affects everybody listening, whether they're buying cars or whatever. Right. Talk about the credit lock and how that works. You can, uh, you can contact any of the, the three credit bureaus. You can contact all three or, or one and say, I want you to lock my credit, which means – what you're telling them is nobody can run your credit until you get notified first. For example, you call me up and I fill out the application and I want to run your credit. It's going to tell me it's locked. I then have to pick up the phone and ask you to unfreeze it for a period of time. I can then go back in behind it, get the credit, then it can be refrozen. So you're only letting people in. This way, if there's any identity theft, you're preventing it from going any farther oh. before you even know about the identity theft. Okay. You're protecting your credit. Makes sense. Not, not a bad a, deal. Not a bad idea not to do, no, actually. Not a bad deal. Right. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I may have to and the other, the, And <laughs> yeah, since right. we're, we're talking, the other thing I would strongly recommend, which I think is illegal, but they've been able to get it done, when you have your credit run, whether it's for a credit card, for a car loan, or for a mortgage, those are sold automatically quickly for $3 to anybody who wants to buy them so that they can start soliciting you. So if you go out to buy a car, all of a sudden you're going to get a lot of phone calls and a lot of information from car dealers and banks that want to loan you money for a car. I didn't know that. So there's a way ah, to prevent that. Okay. You can go on to a thing called optout.prescreen.com, and you can go in there and uh, uh, opt out of having your credit report sold for five years. Okay. And all you have to do is put in your, your information, your social, your date of birth, and you put it in there, and it locks it. Hmm. To where whatever you do, whenever you go out to run your credit, it then cannot be sold to anybody for $3. Uh, the credit bureau company is making $3 every time you run your bureau because they're selling it out, and they're doing it thousands of times. Jeez. Try to get a mortgage. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. So we opt every customer out before we run their credit. Okay. Otherwise, they're going to get 30 or 40 phone calls. Okay. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Okay. Good to know. Thank you, Kurt. Yeah. I. Again, Kurt's number directly. If you want to talk to him directly, feel free to do so. 720-895-0500 is his number. 720-895-0500. Gary in Wheat Ridge, what's going on? Hi. Uh, I called um, you previously uh, regarding a 2013 Honda Accord a headlight that was out. Okay. For the main. the main. It turns out it's not the bulb, and it's the uh, control ballast, headlight control ballast. Oh, okay. And and apparently Honda does not sell that part. Must be separately. an HID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HID uh, Xenon Xenon. Yeah. Um, so I, I bought a ballast on eBay. It installed it. It worked for a few days, and then it went out again. So I didn't know. Is there a shop 
near Wheat Ridge that I, that could diagnose the issue. I'm thinking there may be some other issue. Yeah, Arvada uh, West is our closest. They're just over at 64th and and uh, essentially Sims, you know, Ralston and Sims in that neck of the woods. Gary, not that far from you. They could look at it. Because yeah. the Honda, the whole headlight assembly costs about $1,450, which mm-hmm. is insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a downside to HIDs. Right. Exactly. They right. get They're off great good light. light. Yeah. But, but that's the downside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to find out if there's a shop that could do that. You're very welcome. No, thanks, Gary. Uh, Ken, can those be retrofitted at all, or is it pretty much what's there is there because the housing and the way it's designed and all that? Yeah, they're pretty much yeah, that bulb is a special setup and stuff. It's a projector like that. beam so, and right, so on. Exactly. And yeah, that those HID bulbs are yeah they just are they're way bigger and they just have a lot more. And they've got the ballast heat sink and all that that's right, separate, which exactly. I didn't know. Well, which makes sense. The car's 2013. You're getting close to 10 years now. And for all of you listening, what happens on vehicles, there's a you know, plan. Yeah, they just call it this planned obsolescence. They know that once a vehicle gets to a certain age, they're going to start dropping off parts for that vehicle. Their sales uh, of that part continue to drop. There's no longer the... The, to, uh, yeah, there's just not the demand yeah. or the ability for them to have that in their system. There's a cost to them yeah. to have that in their system, to stock yeah. it in a warehouse or even keep a manufacturer, you know, online, you know, yeah. in in the works that can actually continue to make that particular part. Eventually, it just becomes you – know, it's just in a, it's, it's unprofitable is probably the best way right. for me to say that. It's unprofitable for them to continue to have that part offered, so they drop yeah. it. Yeah, where – you know, 30, 40 years ago, all the cars were made with the same parts, and there were millions of them. Correct. You know, uh, right. Headlights exactly. being one of those. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you wanted a headlight for a car, you went and bought one. You're right. Exactly. Most service stations had them on the on the drive. Yeah, yeah. Round or rectangular. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. High beam, low beam. In the yeah. old days, there was only two, and then it became three. Yeah, but, you know, for the longest time, yeah. there was three headlights you could buy. One big square, one small square. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Or a round. Yeah. That was exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And they were in the, those and wiper blades are on the drive. Yeah, right. And yeah. as long as well as tires and other things. Yeah. That's a whole nother yeah, I mean, probably that, show as far as full service gas stations go. Yeah, right. Well, and it's it's funny that people ask, well, do you have that filter in stock? I'm like, unless it's an oil filter, I don't have any. I mean, even then, maybe stock. not. There's yeah. thousands of those oh, things. Oh, yeah. There's certain cars that I know when they're coming in that I have to especially right. order them. Because if it's, like, if it's an oddball, yeah, you're not going to yeah, stock that. Right. Nor do you want to. Right. Yeah, no need to. Yeah. Why exactly. spend the money? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, and, and we can cash, and we can That's get crazy. stuff pretty quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can get stuff within usually twenty to thirty minutes, provided it's available. Pro- provided yeah. it's right. a normal it's, everyday right. driving car. Yeah. You get some of the oddball stuff, and uh-huh. th- th- I get, just as a, a tip for a lot of folks listening, if you have one of those type of oddball cars and you're calling in even for an oil change or something along those lines it wouldn't be a bad idea yeah. to say, hey, you know, do you do you in fact have this part, this right. filter for? my vehicle and what i mean by oddball is there's some vehicles out there that even may have had a one-off type engine i'm gonna say a jeep renegade okay okay italian just you know nobody other than jeep stocked it okay so i ended up you know ordering there's some diesels that are that way by the way yeah exactly yeah and then like you said some of the one-off engines that maybe cars were only made and they used a little bit different engine, the Lincoln LS for one of them. Okay. You know, I mean, of course, that's right. history, but... Yeah. But, yeah. No, but, great point. Uh, yeah, stuff that... So not a bad know, idea to know yeah. some of that on the front side. Here's another yeah, thing just to... I, I think it's good information. You should have in your phone... Everybody now has phones with pictures. Take a copy of your registration and just keep it in your phone. Mm-hmm. 
Reason for I would put the insurance there as well. A couple of reasons. Let's say you're fumbling through the dash, you don't find everything. Well, if it's on your phone, you could show the officer your your information, your registration, and your proof of insurance. Just have them next to each other in your phone, and voila, there they go. Done deal. Second of all, when it comes to some of the things we talked about with making appointments, sometimes the shop will even say, do you have a VIN number handy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's on your phone. If it's in you your do. phone, you do. Yep. And you could actually rattle that off to them pretty quickly. They plug that in. They can get all the right parts for the vehicle because most of our parts ordering systems now decode the VIN and get us exactly what we want when we go to order things. you get things. a key code. Done and deal. you lose a key, you can get a key. All sorts yeah, right. of things. So and just having that info. Car gets stolen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Having that exactly. info I just mentioned is yeah. not a bad well, and, idea. And your license plate number, a lot of things can be accessed by your that's license true too. plate number. So. Mm-hmm. It's another you know, one to take a picture of. Yeah, exactly. And but that's on the registration anyway. So if you got your registration, right. it's going to yeah, have all that exactly. on there anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so you got it all right there anyway. Uh, so these are just little idea. tips. Yeah. You know, if you, you do whatever you want to, but typically anymore, depending upon how what kind of phone you're using and how you store some of those items, it's pretty tough for somebody to get in, hack your pictures and so on. Yeah, okay, so they get your registration. You know, there's not yeah. going to be much on it anyways because even your registration you keep in the car doesn't have your address and stuff on it. Right. Theft tip as well. We were talk, I was talking to several people during this last week. We, quick story down here at the station this last week, we have a worker here uh, that actually used to be one of my engineers for a while on my daily show. And on uh, Wednesday, between the hours of about, I don't know, 3.30 to 6, lost his Hyundai Sonata right out of the parking lot below us. To where Dan's disappeared from. Yep, too. right, right yeah. below us, literally. 3.30 yeah. to like 6, yeah. boom. Yep. Done. Gone. Yeah. Now, Hyundai knows they have a problem. They're trying to fix that. There's a big TikTok challenge even on stealing Hyundais. They even show you how to do it with the, with the challenge and all that. And I, I don't understand those things. I just Challenges in general. First of all, I don't need a challenge to, yeah, to right. go do anything. Exactly. I, you know, just, I'm my own person. Yeah. I don't need all that nonsense. Uh, second of all, though, don't keep any valuables in your car. None. Of no. any kind. Uh-uh. Do not keep the garage door opener in your car if it's parked outside of your home. Right. If you're going to park outside because you can't get in the garage or whatever the case may be, take the garage door opener in with you yeah. each time you go in and out. Better yet, there's for not a lot of money. You can change your garage door opener to make it work off of an app. My suggestion would be mm-hmm. take the garage door opener and go put it someplace you don't need it anymore. If you have that opener with an app, use your app and get rid of the opener altogether that's inside the car. Because what a lot of thieves are doing is they'll break into the car, they'll rummage around. If they find the door opener there, guess what they now have access to? Your right. garage, your house. Your whole house, usually, because yep. most yep. people don't even lock the garage door the going garage out. Door. So we do. They've we have got, a code. They, they now have all access to all of that. And even in my neck of the woods over on the west side of town, which I don't live in the hood, far from it, uh, but even over there, you'll see most every day Facebook, Nextdoor, whatever the, whatever the, the app happens to be or the, the form of communication is, somebody's talking about my car was broken into, they stole my garage door opener, they rummaged through the garage, they stole my mountain bike, they stole this, they stole that. They're looking for the easy things that they can go make money on, right. and that's what they do. So just a few little tips on the theft end of it. And that's if good. you own a Kia or a Hyundai that has not been fixed through the recall, which probably is the majority of them, uh, put a club on it. Put a club on it anyway, yeah, because no matter what, that's the only really protection that you have on something like that. So, yeah, put the club on it and, you know, and, and any car. It can't hurt to do it on any car, really. No, I mean, good point. They're, they're not the only cars getting stolen, but they are the easiest ones to steal. Yeah. All right. So.
Uh, producer Ann is asking one more time, what's that website to do the opt-out on the whole credit thing? Optoutprescreen.com. Okay, optoutprescreen.com. Optoutprescreen.com. Okay, there you go, folks. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. So, before fall turns too cold, make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call absolute electrical heating and air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789 
That's 303-662-0789. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are back full again. I appreciate Kurt giving us some really great advice. Ken and I were just talking about that through the break, and I, I will do some of what what Kurt just talked about. So I appreciate Kurt hanging out a little extra there and giving us some info. That was very important. And and I think I hope benefits all of you listening. If you ever have a question about any of that, by the way, just, just general questions. Hey, Kurt, what do I do about my credit score? Or, you know, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z with a mortgage or whatever the case may be. Kurt's one of those guys. He'll just talk to you on the phone. So if you ever need him, just go to our website, drive-radio.com and look for him there. Affordable interest mortgage, click it and, and give him a call. He'd love to help you. Ken in Denver, you're next. Hey, John. How are we doing, sir? Uh, pretty good. And you? Good. Thanks for calling. All right. My first my first one is a comment. Okay. Back back in my early days, I had a 46 Plymouth two-door sedan. And it had uh, 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 the radiator hoses and the heater hoses were already had been replaced and I think the radiator cap was replaced, too, but it still leaked. So I got really fed up with that. So I uh, got a new uh, uh, radiator cap and started it up and put a, uh, uh, a piece of cardboard in front of the radiator to heat it up. So, it, so otherwise I'd be standing there for hours. You built <laughs> right. your own thermostat. And, there you go. Uh, right. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, I didn't find anything right at the beginning. But I figured, well, I'd turn the uh, turn the car off, let it cool off, and start touching around because it had a, a six-cylinder flathead in it. And uh, uh, when it got cold enough that I could touch it, I started rubbing my hands around the edges where the uh, the uh, the block and the uh, the cylinder head uh, connected there with the with the uh, the gasket. Didn't find anything in the front, the sides, but when I went to the back side, which I couldn't barely see very well. There was water back there. So I went and got my uh, uh, torque wrench and torqued the head bolts down because they were all loose. But when I got to the back, boy, I, I got a couple of turns out of the one in the middle. And that's where the water was coming from. And after I did that, the water leak stopped. Now, I'm not saying that this guy that that called him about earlier had the same problem, but it's something to look at. Head bolts are Normally, uh, don't come undone, but sometimes, in, re- in really weird cases, they will. That's that's for the forty-six Plymouth. All right. And I got a fifty-five. I've got a fifty-five Chevy, four-door sedan, the two thirty cubic inch. I called a couple of weeks ago, and the uh, uh, find out if I could use the EPR in that engine. And somebody from BG called or texted and said not to use it in that engine. Because it does smoke a little bit. So what am I going to do now? I haven't the faintest, other than keep changing the oil. I'm, that seems to me a lot of a lot of oil to waste. I'd like to get the uh, get the the smoking taken care of beginning. So uh, what else could I use in the in the crankcase to uh, uh, maybe uh, stop the the engine from burning oil? There's there's some stuff that we used to use more than we do now just because the, on those older engines, you know, whether they get a scarred cylinder wall or rings that are just, you know, not doing what they should. If it's a cylinder wall issue, not a not a valve guide or valve issue, there's stuff called engine restore. 
and okay. you just add it into the crankcase and that we used to be able to get a lot of smoke cleared up by that but it just depends yeah. on where that where that oil's coming from is it if it's coming through the valve train it won't touch it, it, it it's just going to smoke no matter what mm-hmm. until you get the valves repaired but if it's a ring issue then that stuff can sure help it's not going to hurt it can only help but right. it, but it might not you know it's just yeah it just depends on where that where that stuff is coming from you see uh, the i've had the car since um i think about 1965 no later than that uh 1969 and there's been all kinds of i got it from my brother-in-law so he wasn't too mechanically inclined and he put anything he could find in it crap oil and crap sure. gasoline yep so I started doing the same thing mainly because I was trying to support a new family and I just didn't have the money to throw around for right. a car. Right. So I kept doing the same thing. Well, now I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not worried about have, taking care of a family because I'm 78 years old and all my kids are grown up and so on and so forth. Sure. So now I'd like to get that car so I can drive it on the road and not have this cloud of blue smoke following me. Yeah, the... The engine restore, I started using it on one of my own vehicles that would go through about three quarts every oil change. When I started using that, and I never saw smoke, but it was one of those things where when I started using that, it went from three quarts every oil change to one quart. So it was, you know, significantly less. But there again, that's, you know, whatever the wear is, is going to make it either work or, you know, or it's not going to make any difference. So, yeah. Because it's coming up for an oil change, and the uh, I have to get see if I can pass the emissions again. Yeah. With that uh, smoking, burning oil, I might not uh, do that. Yeah. And I want to, I want to keep that car because that's my favorite car. <laughs> I would have kept the '46 Plymouth, but back then I didn't have I didn't have tons of money to throw at it, so sure. I had to give it up. Yeah. But this one here, I'm not going to I'm not going to walk away from. Now I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get it running and get it unsmoking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and try that and drive it because it usually takes about 100 miles or so to get its max uh, max yeah, effectiveness I that, anyway. I drive that car once a week. Oh, that's good. Going to Grand Junction and back. Huh. And nice. One time I'm coming I'm coming back from Grand Junction and I wonder why these telephone poles are going by so quick. So I look down at the speedometer and I'm doing 90. <laughs> That, that car is just hauling, you know. Yep. So I was thinking, well, I'm going this fast. I might as well see what else can happen. <laughs> so I put the pedal to the metal, and I almost almost uh, topped the speedometer out. Yeah. Because you know it only goes so far, and then it's then it's not going to tell you anything. Right. And I think uh, I think the the maximum speed on that was 110. Yeah. So I got pretty close to it. So now that's fast enough. I'm going to slow down. <laughs> right. I don't need no tickets for gonna, speeding, that's for sure. going to take you a mile but just to get call. stopped from that speed. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Ken, appreciate right. you very much. No, thank you. That, that's, that's good. Uh, got time for another call here. Bill and Bailey, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for taking my call, John. I got a 1990 Ford uh, four-wheel drive, one ton has dual tanks, mm-hmm. and I was just curious, which, when I fill up the gas tanks with fuel, which tank do I run out first? It doesn't mention anything in the... Uh, 
doesn't matter. Your choice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Coin, whatever. It, whatever tank it's on, you know, just yeah. And then does that have does that have right and left or or middle and back? Right and back. Middle and back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the rule of thumb would be just make sure that you're keeping fresh fuel in both. So yeah. you know, if you need right. to run half and half to keep fresh fuel, depending on how much you drive the truck and you know what you're doing. Uh, you know, typically, I mean, typically what guys in the old days used to do is they'd run off the side tank, keep the back one as their reserve. But if you're not ever using that, you've got to make sure you're keeping fresh yeah, fuel in it. Rotate through. Right. Sure. Okay. I have one other question if I can ask. Sure. Uh, my radio in that truck, uh, the lights went out on the uh, station and the time. Do you have anybody uh, in your organization that will... Uh, Fix the radio light. The, the LEDs out, right? I don't think they're yeah, LEDs. The LED, yeah. I think that one is in ninety. Oh, maybe. It's, it's, is it green or is it orange? I don't remember, Bill. It's green. It's green. I, yeah, I think those are LED, and okay. they just the, the screen goes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. The little, you know, if you take a turn it on and take a flashlight and shine in from the side, can you see anything? Yeah, I can see the numbers. Okay, yeah. so they might just be regular bulbs. They might be. And if if they're still available. Um, you could buy that and change it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't remember that. He's old that enough now. Is a I long time ago. Out, yeah. I, but I had one out forever. Yeah, I kind of remember they were a special Ford bulb we had to get through Ford. And, a little dinky thing. Yeah, really small. And yeah, yeah but I, I remember doing that and making the making it so you could see it again. But um, yeah, you just have to. See now, do you have to be a, a, a technician to do that, or just any shade tree? No, that, that radio actually comes out fairly easy. I think so. Just yeah. out the front. Yeah. Okay, so. and you just take it apart and yeah. replace the bulb? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just take not the screen off and stuff. Yeah, they're not too bad at all. I'm guessing, Bill, there's a YouTube on that one, most likely. I'm probably, I'll probably make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, thanks for all the You bet, Bill. Right no, thank thanks. you very much. Gary and Longmont, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. A couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store. 
where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, with me today. Gary and Longmont, you're next. Hey, thanks. I can sure second that those ads for Legacy Automotive and Napa. Oh, thank you. to do business. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I have inherited several different bottles of antifreeze. Okay. And now that it's close to $20 a gallon, I'm considering finding out how to mix them. Uh, the Prestone... All vehicles, Prestone, uh, Dex Cool, GM approved, and Flag Automotive and Mototech all say ethylene glycol and diethylene glycol press uh, proprietary inhibitors in water. How do I know if they can be mixed or not? Um, yeah, hard to I, say. Anymore, I don't well, the, think you'd want to. Right, exactly. Because there's three different. The chemical compounds in there is that what you're saying no they're all they all say they have the primary ingredients ethylene glycol okay. the next ingredient is diethylene glycol oh, okay and water okay. and then some of them say they have proprietary rust inhibitors oh okay so like yeah and are they all three different colors or oh i haven't opened them to see the color yeah. yet i'm sorry I mean, the next school is going to be orange typically but so proprietary, did it say what manufacturer they were for? Right. Uh, right. Only the uh, Preston Dex Cool is GM approved, and it's going in a Ford. Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, it's really hard to say. I mean, if that's the only one that says to use in GM, that's probably the only one that's specific. The other ones are probably kind of a universal. Which I'm not a huge fan of anyways. Gary? The universal. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, unique situations, yeah, it's okay, but in general, not my favorite. Yeah. What kind of vehicles do you have? It's it's a Ford 460. Oh, okay. I mean, what, what year? It's going to be green anyway. It doesn't matter. Right, That's yeah. just the old green coolant. Right, yeah. And the uh, universal for that would probably be fine. Yeah, yeah, you would be fine. I, I wouldn't use necessarily the Dex Cool in that. No, I would not. Yeah. Okay. 
And I wouldn't mix the Dex Cool with any of those others either. Right, yeah. You, you need to find somebody with a GM vehicle to just give the Dex Cool to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. But the yeah. other ones would be fine in that. Yeah, yeah no problem. Okay, as long as they're specified, the only ingredients are ethylene glycol. What is the other uh, antifreeze base other than ethylene glycol? Well, they use ho- oat. There's yeah, like five now. Yeah. They all yeah. use different bases. And, and what they've done with that, back to some of the folks have called in earlier, the, the different types of coolant now are to handle all the different metallurgy that's inside all of the different engines and cooling systems. That's why they've gone to all these special coolants. What is the oat coolant? Oh, I don't remember what OAT stands for. i got to look it up. Organic, on the, on or, the labeling. organic acid technology. There you go. And then the HOAT okay. is hybrid organic And that acid. would be clearly labeled. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, there, yeah it usually says what it, if it's a HOAT okay. or an OAT. None of these are that. Okay, okay, good. But what is it about the GM Dexcool that would make it bad in a Ford? Mixing well, it, 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 Dexcool is its own animal. Yeah, right. It's not mixable yeah. with anything. Yeah, and you don't want air in Dexcool. You don't want, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff with the Dexcool that you got to be right. yeah, careful with. But um, Okay. Yeah. Very good. And it's its own yeah, animal. It's GM. It's a GM design GM deal. It's yeah. all on its own. One, right. one of the first non, you know, non-old green, I guess probably the best way for me to say that for everybody listening, is the old standard green Prestone. Dexcool is one of the first... Uh, alternatives to that. Right. Probably the best way for me to say that. Yep. Now, another basic question along the same lines. I've just changed the radiator, which is not a small investment anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, not on that one. Uh, I had a lot of trouble finding a radiator. I thought aluminum would work and uh, couldn't get it. Uh, but Glenn's radiator out in Fort Lupton uh, had a four-core built for me out of Denver. Okay. Instead of selling with the three-tube. And instead of other prices like eleven and twelve hundred dollars, it came in for like seven hundred. So he did a great job for nice. me. Nice, nice. Uh, and then I have not flushed the system. I've drained the block, and obviously the radiator, and so forth. Uh, would you recommend I just put water in it, check for leaks, and then have it back flushed, or just drain it out again and add the proper coolant? That's all I do. Yeah, just drain it out and. Yeah, okay. and, and I mean you could pull a heater hose off and flush, flush the block too, or you know while you got the hoses off or whatever too. Yeah, well the block's been drained, and it's only the uh, heater radiator that wasn't flushed because there's there's some kind of a backflow valve that you can damage if you don't do that just perfectly. Oh sure. And so really quick, the five different ones are Oat, Hot, P, Dash, Hot, S I, which is a silicate hybrid Oat. Yeah. And then there's also one last one. There's six now, phosphate-free or nap-free oat. And actually a nitrite oat. So seven now. Oh, God. Great. There you go. Yeah. So seven different ones. Yeah. Well, if the oil uh, producers would be allowed to, to drill again, maybe we'll get lower prices on uh, something. You like never that. know. Uh, yeah. Let's hope, Gary. We can only hope. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Let's get one more in here before the top of the hour. Uh, Rico, go ahead. Okay, guys. Thanks for picking up the line. You're welcome. Uh, I'll try to get kind of specific. Uh, 93 smaller pickup Dodge, um, uh, 3.9, 93 Dodge Dakota pickup. Perfectly runner, uh, 3.9 automatic. I'm on the highway, and uh, I've just had it maybe four or five months. Uh, Driving back and forth maybe uh, 40 mile a day uh, highway. Uh, The tranny's fine. 
but right at 60, it'll go into the like third gear and then the low, and it'll it'll fade. It'll go in, out, in, out, in, out, like right at 60. So I either make up my mind, should I keep it at 55, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, or if I take it up with the third and then the low, the low will stay steady at like 70. Yeah. But right, right at 65, it, 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 it like, and I'm sort of concerned. It's hunting. If it's going to. Yeah. If it's it's gonna lock up. Right it's now. hunting. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I'm concerned if it's going to wear the, you know, those little. I don't know the trans. Well, we don't want it hunting. So, you know, either get to a speed where you're not doing that or right. put it into the tow haul mode or whatever right. you need to to where it's not hunting, Rico. That's what I would do. Yeah. Is is that what it's called, hunting? It's called hunting. It's hunting yeah. for the right gear, yeah. the right, you know, well, converter like, lockup and so on. Yeah, exactly. It senses pedal or throttle pressure. And, you know, it's, so it's, it's just trying to find the optimal gear. And yep. it's just that speed, it doesn't, it, it can't find what it. Would- what because it will go into the low, it'll go and it'll stay pretty decent, but just and I'm kind of wondering why is it right at 65? Can't make up. <laughs> He's trying to figure out yeah. what Ken said a minute ago. Yeah. It's just trying to figure out where it's at, Rico, based on throttle position sensor, uh, where that's open to, what's going on with you know where, where it's at in the transmission, lock up, not locked up. Uh, all of that is going in and being fed into the ECM. And, and no offense, back then it wasn't as sophisticated right. as it is today. So it you know just is what it is. The overdrive units were just kind of. Is there is out. there um, a fact where I could you know take it to tranny guys who drop pans no. and adjust no. sensors? No, or not on that one. No. Mm-hmm. Only way you could do those back then, and that one is probably not even around. I mean, you won't find anything new if you found something used. You might be able to do that. But they made some chips back in the day. They would do that. But for that Dakota, I doubt if anything was made for it at all. Yeah, I doubt it. Hey, just a little other ounce of info. I happened to browse on the net that there was a recall that they said the harness, the little uh, harness that goes into the side of the tranny, that there was one wire that the, was not decent enough or something, and the harness, the whatever, it's a one-foot clip harness or something, that was had faded. Could and be. I don't know, Could be, but again, because of the age, good luck. You won't find that either. Right. It won't be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, but is it possible? Do you think it's possible tranny guys can actually check to see if that, was, would that be a symptom of why it's, as you call it, hunting? No, I doubt it. No, uh, it's if just, it's shifting and doing everything it needs to, it's not a tranny problem. Right. It's just it's a control it's problem. Just trying to right. yeah, figure out oh, the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, then, uh, love to hear the show. Thanks. Thank you, Rico. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah, that's the that's the downside of those older vehicles. So yeah. we got about a minute or so left. Jeff in Western Montana, go ahead, sir. Hey, I just wanted to comment on the ugliest vehicle out there. It's strictly speaking, it's not out there yet. But that stupid Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah, it's oh, got to yeah. be the ugliest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, any guy, any guy who buys that has to turn in his man card as part. Of <laughs> By the way, just real quick, I don't have a lot of time here, about a minute. But the stats on who owns Teslas are typically guys, guys, not ladies but guys making around 80 grand a year that are under the age of 39 hmm. that's the that's the target marketer who owns teslas side note well that's that's just and, kind of the average age is stupid i guess because <laughs> if you're making 
if you're making under eighty and you're buying an eighty thousand dollar vehicle, I mean, good luck with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's and I again, I I think that. There is a future for EVs in certain situations. You guys all know my feelings on that. I've been through that many, many times. And is it the future? It's one of the things of the future. Yeah. And do they have a place? Yes. Is it going to take over all of the automotive world? Not not the way they are in this current configuration. Right. No. Right. It's a novelty for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and I think they're a neat yeah. car. They are. I mean, I, I, you know, all the electrics, all, every, everything. I think they're really neat and, and stuff, but they're just, they, they fit a certain, right. certain people. That's right. You know, they're... I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. Jeff, we're, we're out of time this hour. If you want to call back next hour and talk more, feel free to do so. One more full hour coming your way. Question of the day, ugliest or best-looking car today? Jeff just gave us a great one, by the way. But Ken and I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.